on this week's episode of the WNP Podcast. Your host, Mike, well, he's in a lot of pain. Stay tuned. Episode 134 of the We're Not Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and join me today, as always, my co-host, Chase Croshaw. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing swell, especially more swell than you. <laughs> well, that's kind of rude. Maybe <laughs> I had a great day. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how great your days have been since, you know, that, that dreadful Since night. Valentine's Day? Wow, yeah. that hurts. <laughs> uh, we also have Graham on board with us. Graham, how are you? Terrible. Well, I'm glad that someone's with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On this episode of the We're Not Professionals podcast, we first got to go through a little bit of news, going to be looking at the Super Bowl, and then going to be doing a season in review. Look back at some of our hottest takes, some of our uh, predictions for the regular season standings and all of that. So not a lot on the table, but I feel like the discussion is actually going to exceed what the actual content is. So we're going to have a lot to talk about here. Let's start with the biggest news of the day, that being Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. He gets extended through 2026. That'll be a four-year extension on top of next year, which is his last season on the current contract. I'll let you guys get your thoughts out. I know uh, you guys are very differing opinions than me, but uh, go ahead. Well, hopefully there's a clause in that contract where he has to hire someone else to call plays Yeah, because, wow, he is so bad at it. And I don't know if um, I really, I really still don't know what offensive coordinators do that aren't calling plays. I don't know if they're in charge of like personnel deployment and then Zach Taylor calls the plays from there or what goes on. I don't know. But if he's in charge of the personnel deployment too, then he really needs an offensive coordinator to do everything because wow, that guy is bad at it, but he did help shape a culture and help the team get to the Super Bowl. And no one expected. Um, I don't have like a big issue with it, but say the Bengals regress next year. Like, and this was just a fluke season. Things, everything went right and things happened. You know, they have a struggle some year. I'm just saying, I'm saying if they do it, it's a, that's going to be a bad luck. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. If you say it as the second part where you said, if it's a struggle some year, then sure. But if you just say, oh, if they regress, what is the likelihood that the Bengals go to the Super Bowl again? Well, I don't mean like the Super Bowl part. I just mean like their like regular season record because they were 10 and seven, right? That's, that's yeah. what the finish has. So if they regress to, you know, seven and 10, eight, nine, when they have like a healthy team, that's, that's, that's. You I know, think that's fair, it's but a, it's a when you were, you know, how it was worded, you can take it any way, and regression from a Super Bowl is, you know. Well, anyway, Super Bowl, Super Bowl runs need to be the expectation at this point anyway, so missing playoffs is a big issue at this point. It has to be. So let's can Sean McDermott. Yeah. Hasn't been to the Super Bowl. Get him out. Make it the playoffs every time, baby. Get him out. <laughs> All um, right, Graham? Uh, I think that... I don't know where I would be if I was in your shoes and I was fully invested in this team all season watching mm. it under uh, even two years under Zach Taylor. And I, I would be um, I, I would be mixed feelings, I think, because, you know, that's your team. Watch You're watching them in the Super Bowl. But at the same time, I feel like just so many mistakes came down to Zach Taylor making dumb decisions on offense that I don't know. I, for me, watching the Bengals in, in the playoffs um, and trying to be 
pretty invested in them. Zach Taylor just infuriated me with some of the things that he did. And so obviously um, by what I'm saying, I feel like I'm a little mixed on it. But um, but like Chase was saying, I feel like if if he's able to get a play caller in, a smart play caller, then sure, run the culture, I guess. But I, I'm still not a fan of him, and I want to see growth out of him this upcoming year for sure. Uh, I think that he absolutely deserves an extension, uh, going from 6-25-1 in his first two years to a Super Bowl appearance. That says something that makes me think. Like, this year was a make-or-break year for him. If he has a bad year, if they only get four to six wins, can him. But he gets to the Super Bowl. Uh, also, I think as a personnel guy, as a leader of men, I think he's a top 10 coach in the league when it comes to that specific at, asset. Um, but then I agree with you guys when it comes to play calling. Like, he hasn't been great. Uh, I don't mind letting him start with the play calling next season if they upgrade the offensive line because obviously the offensive line isn't good and that can limit what you want to call. You want to get the ball out quick and everything. So I wouldn't mind giving it to him if the offensive line gets uh, upgraded and see what happens. But as of right now, I agree. The play calling isn't there. However, he deserves the extension in my mind. So I'm okay with it. Here, here's the thing though. Um, you easily could have waited until into the season for this one. It's not like his contract was up this year. He still had one more year left. You could have waited into the season and be like, hey, we're, we're going to, you know, we, we can have some preliminary talks, but we really want to wait to solidify things, you know, once the season gets rolled, rolled along, make sure that thing, everything's still in check, that kind of thing. And if he has an issue with it, then he's just mentally weak. Which So I, I would have waited as long as possible, see how things shape up. And, you know, as long as the season got off without a hitch, then, yeah, great. But if things started looking like, okay, there's some issues here, then you'd be a little more cautious. I don't know where I come down on you saying that he's a top 10 coach and being a leader of men. I feel like that just struck me as a little outlandish. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Bengals are such a unique roster from, from my perspective. Obviously I feel like you, uh, yeah, obviously you're more invested in the team. So you, I feel like you know it a bit better than I do at least, but from me looking at it, I feel like these, the, the, the players on this roster were playing for each other, regardless of if they had a leader of men head coach. And, you know, I'm sure that he definitely did his part in banding these guys together. But I, I don't know if he's top 10 in being a leader of men. That's, well, a, that's such a hard thing to quantify. I, I, right. couldn't, I couldn't I agree or disagree either way. I've got the list of teams pulled up if we want to just talk about cultures. Because, I mean, I would say the Bengals have a top 10 locker room culture easily. And that starts with the head coach. It starts with it, but I don't know if he's the... You know the be all end all of it. He's, like he's not the propellant, right? I, I just think that if you got a team that's so connected like that, and he makes it to the Super Bowl, there's no reason he doesn't deserve it. I guess it's it doesn't super matter. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be results driven. If he gets to play out the entirety of this contract and right. even get another one, so you know, I, you, you you hope for the best, and I I do. I'm right there with you. I hope that he is the guy, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go from head coach in extension to head coaching announcement. 
as Kevin O'Connell officially gets announced. We've talked about this a little bit. Uh, obviously, the Vikings and O'Connell were waiting until the Rams were eliminated from the playoffs, and they never did get eliminated from the playoffs, but their season is over, so O'Connell can be officially announced. Yeah, whatever. I don't Love know. It. Not, not a guy I really know. I, like, I just don't know enough about him to really yeah. feel one way or another. Yeah, and then, whatever. Uh, I don't re- recall the name of the QB coach, but it sounds like O'Connell is trying to bring him over as the OC. From the Rams? Yes, from the Rams. Okay. So. Yeah, whatever. Well, well, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it fails miserably as a Lions fan because I want less competition in the NFC North. I want the Lions to be good for once. So hopefully it fails miserably. I is, agree. Is the McVay coaching tree already, like, the best? I mean, you can obviously argue, like, Andy Reid. He's got a phenomenal coaching tree. But... There's already so much coming off of that. I feel like I feel like the the Sean McVay tree is the new age. Mm-hmm. Like you've got a ton of young guys coming out of the Sean McVay tree, and they're all highly sought after and producing. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know that it might it might end up being one of the looking back in you know a decade, we might look back and say you know. The Sean McVay tree was the one that teams should have been picking from instead of Bill Belichick. Right. Yeah. It's it's definitely worth, you know, like having the like the debate discussion, I guess. Um there's obviously, you know, plenty as just kind of re- re- reiterating, excuse me, plenty of talented young head coaches that are just coaches in general that have come out of it, but it's just still such a uh short time frame, really. Yeah. Like Zach Taylor's the longest tenured one of, of, from the Sean McVay coaching tree, and this is yep. season number three, right? Uh, the end of season three, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's you know it's a it's a pretty short you know time time span. You got to give it a few, few more years for right. They're all like they're that. all super young yeah. head coaches and like offensive coordinators. I just think it's crazy that the Washington team led by Mike Shanahan that had Kyle Shanahan, uh, Lafleur, uh, McVay, and there's one more. I think it was O'Connell actually, uh, who was on the on the roster or on the coaching staff. They only had three wins. Yeah, that's crazy. So uh, absolutely crazy there. But let's get into some retirement talk. As Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle of the L.A. Rams, likely to retire. It was his age forty season. Gets a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the way you want to go out. Yeah. What's the point of him playing? There's there's no point of playing any longer. There's nothing else to prove. Right, and and not only did he get a Super Bowl ring, but he won Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Yep. And and these guys in the NFL, I know that us looking out from the outside, we're like, yeah, it's a cool award. But I think those guys inside the NFL, that's a huge award for them. So I think that is along with the Super Bowl ring, that's a a, a really 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 great way for him to go out. Well, the NFL always calls the Walter Payton Award the um like the most important award in like of the year, like because right. because it, it it's you know it's a lot more about the individual than it is about about the football player. So mm-hmm. it, it's an, it's an award that people take a lot of pride in the players that win that. So sure. it's you know it's great, good for him. Um, it, it's it's a really great way to go on top, winning both those things, and getting to you know stomp the team that tried killing your career early on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. But, was that like Joe Thomas or what was happening? No, but but anyway, he you know he had a very long career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's I, it's amazing that an offensive lineman still playing at 40. Honestly, yeah, that's crazy. And he and he's like one of the best. Yeah, yeah he's still very very solid. Yeah, going out like Tom Brady at the top of the game, uh, but even a little bit better because Brady he goes out as a round two loser in the playoffs. He goes out as a should have won MVP. 
I agree. Mm-hmm. That's true. Could be talk. Could be talk there. Uh, let's not talk about Aaron Donald. As rumors started to fly around at the beginning of the Super Bowl that, hey, if the L.A. Rams win the Super Bowl, Aaron Donald's thinking about retirement. And then after the game, it was asked, and he said, I don't know, I just want to take these next couple of days to celebrate, and then I'll start addressing my future. But the fact that 31-year-old Aaron Donald, or is he 30? About He's 30 right now. 31. Okay. About to be 31-year-old Aaron Donald, who, in my opinion, should have been Super Bowl MVP, yeah. is thinking about retirement. That's insane. Right. Yeah, it, it's strange because he's still very much at like the top of his game because he's never left the top of his game. He's been a perennial all-pro player, been a Pro Bowl selection every single year in his career, um, all then all-pro all but one se- season. Like He is the epitome of uh, just dominance in, in the NFL, really, at, at one position. And there's you know arguments you can make that he's the best defensive player player of all time, best offensive lineman. You can definitely um, really make that argument, but I would like to see him play a little longer because I still think he has another two, three years playing at this level. I really do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'd like to yeah. see him keep going. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was so weird while we were watching it that like the report came from this, one of the sideline guys and it was like, wait, what, hold on. What did he just say? Yeah. What did he just say? And then it like started kind of snowballing and snowballing. And then, you know, like you said, Mike, at the end, when they asked him, it was not no, I'm not retiring. It was yeah, I want to. Th- I'm going to think about it. Right. And I was like, what? 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 Aaron Donald? Like in the prime, in his prime, which is so weird because he's 30, but like he is, he's he's he never left his prime. He's, mm-hmm. He he came in as a rookie in his prime, and he's still in his prime today. It's so weird, but like you know, you look at it, and you know he. I would say that he is the best defensive player of all time, and he has all the accolades. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I don't know what, you know, if if you're in his head, you're thinking, I don't know, what else is there left for me to accomplish, you know? Maybe, maybe, maybe the thought is crossing your mind that, you know, the Rams went all in to win this year, and now things are going to start taking some steps down probably. And you're thinking to yourself, you know, why not just go out on top? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it it is a thought that makes sense, um, but it was completely unexpected. And I made the joke when we were sitting there that maybe the guy heard, "Oh yeah, Andrew's re- thinking about retiring," and over- and thought like Aaron instead of Andrew, yeah, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, what? Aaron Dahl's retiring?" But you're right. At the end, when she asked, uh, the reporter asked, and he was thinking about it, it was like, "Geez, that's crazy." And before we move on, I was looking at your list there. Uh, you don't have the. Sean McVay won as well. So there was rumors that Sean McVay was going to retire if they won yeah. Super Bowl as well. Wow. Where the hell does that come from? Yeah. I, nowhere. Legit, when I was looking up um, Kevin O'Connell news, I saw that that Sean McVay possible retirement derails Kevin O'Connell's plans with the Vikings. I'm like, no, he just got announced. He's still going to the Vikings. Sean yeah. McVay is not retiring. He's been in the league, what, five years? Yeah. Six years? Hey, in all fairness, though, if he, like, retired from coaching, he'd get a fat like broadcasting contract anyway, oh, yeah. where he could just work so much oh, yeah. less, make similar money. He's really likable. I so, mean, like I, I, I could see the Avenue, but I couldn't ever imagine him actually doing that. Yeah. I think yeah. it's very different with Aaron Donald thinking about retirement and Sean McVay, because Aaron Donald has already looked at like one of the top guys ever. Sean McVay is still very early into his coaching career. Yeah. Like I, I would think at least in my opinion, I don't think he's the number one coach in the league right now. No. no. So if he's not even the number one coach in the league when he retires or at any point in his career, why would you think about it 
if you are so young and already have so much success. And yeah. that, that's fair. But one, one more thing, um, yeah. you know, another one, the Rams as well. Oh. Yeah, just before we move on to that really weird topic. Oh, this talk just about... no, yeah, this, this is just a random no. This is just a random thought that I had. Oh, okay. So like of all these retirements, they they they're rumored or whatever. I'm surprised I didn't hear any like Stafford retirement rumors because like that guy took That's so true. much abuse in Detroit and and his body's got to be beat up. I'm surprised I didn't hear if Matt Stafford wins the Super Bowl, he'll want to go out on top or something like that. I'm surprised yeah. I didn't see that anywhere. What was what was funny to me was one of the retirements was Eric Weddle because yeah. <laughs> yeah. he just he came out of retirement. Went to L.A. for, like, the playoffs, won the Super Bowl, and then was like, okay, I'm going back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that was even worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was just so funny. It's, yeah. Man, something's so weird. It's got to be COVID or something. There's so many retirements of big players, at least in the talks this year. Yeah. Uh, well, every, every name we just said there was the Rams, too, Rams players, too. There was just, like, five Rams players or coaches that we talked about there. Before we move so on funny. to Marquise Brown, we'll actually stick with the Rams oh, and not? talk about – your, your boy, Matt Stafford, who you just mentioned, uh, there was talk about is he a Hall of Fame quarterback now, and Richard Sherman came out and said, no, he's never been All-Pro, he's never been MVP, he's never been the number one quarterback in the league at any point in his career, and then a lot of other people saying, yeah, he's a, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, what are you talking about? He's top 10 in a lot of different categories. Um, so as Lions fans, as Stafford supporters... What are your guys' thoughts on that? So, we had this talk on the Bolts broadcast. I don't know, like may- maybe the first year we did it. Okay. Um, Patrick Marlowe was not a Hall of Famer. He was a a Hall of very very good, the best player in the Hall, of very very good is what Patrick Marlowe is. Mm-hmm. And I think Matthew Stafford's in the exact same boat. He has everything but that last step he needs to take to be a Hall of Famer because mm-hmm. whether that be an All Pro, whether that be an MVP, whether it be a Super Bowl MVP, whether it be just another Super Bowl win in general. There's one more major accolade that has to happen before I can like safely say, yeah, I would consider him a Hall of Fame quarterback. But otherwise, he's just so good and was always just on the very, very, very verge of greatness, but was never able to fully grab it. I think that the big thing that makes it so that there's this debate is that is the talent versus the achievements. Mm-hmm. Because I think talent-wise, I think he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and Steve Young uh, he came out and said as much. But... I agree with you completely, Chase, that to for to actually be considered by the committee that decides the Hall of Fame, I think he does need another thing, whether it be an MVP, another Super Bowl, possibly. Um, and just a Pro Bowl vote is not going to do it. Right. It's, it's got, it, has, pro, it has to be an All Pro. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, to, to me, I think he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, um, and I think that he will get there because I don't think he's near – done in his career yeah uh i think that right now if he retired i would bet that he would be a hall of famer i would not bet first ballot i think first ballot is a little bit insane for me um he'd get it in a weaker class right and looking at this year's class i think this year is a perfect example of that if matt stafford was eligible and you know retired for five years and all that um i think he easily could have made this class so Mm. I think right now, I agree with you guys. He's on that brink. Uh, definitely not a first ballot in my mind. Um, but if, if he gets something done, then he's guaranteed to be in it. So Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's go talk about that Marquise Brown situation. Uh, we just, Graham and I just heard about it right now. So, Chase, why don't you explain a little bit? Yeah, this is weird. I saw it on Twitter uh, yesterday. So, 
some guy, don't know the account name, he was unverified, had some followers. I think he's some sort of beat reporter that has probably some sort of ties with the, with the um, what's it called, the, the Ravens. But apparently he tweeted out a, a breaking news report that Marquise Brown is to announce his retirement in the coming days to pursue a career in video game streaming, essentially. Mm. Uh, that would be very random, very weird. I don't know why he's going to, you know, pass up on his NFL dreams when he's, you know, he, he's shown some signs of life this year that he can actually, you know, be a very serviceable, like, starting wide receiver in the NFL and make some decent money. Um, I, I don't know why just step away from that and, and do the whole video game thing. Apparently, he's been getting kind of big into streaming over the last 18 months or so and he's actually grown a bit of a following. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch him at all, but that's just what I was reading about. So if this were to happen, it'd be a very strange move. But, I mean, I, I guess if he's content just – you know, being done playing football, I, I, I guess, and wish you nothing but the best. I have to say, we've seen crazier things from members of the Brown family. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I, I didn't hear anything about it, but I'm looking at it now. Um, I didn't I didn't know that he was a streamer. Yeah. Um, but people say that he's, like, really, really, really good at Madden. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, you know, health is a big thing in the NFL that players um, think about a lot, and that's a big reason why I'd say a vast majority of NFL players retire. So maybe that's in his head, and he's just, he'd rather, you know, be a streamer and, you know, keep his health. And and I, I don't think, uh, there there's a guy that's saying that, you know, he could earn more as a Twitch streamer than an NFL player if, if he does well. So, I mean, yeah, technically it's possible, but I mean, it's not that likely. And like, um, I don't know. I don't doubt either. You guys have seen the show ballers. Uh, it's on Showtime. It's I have or or HBO Showtime, HBO, HBO, HBO with the rock, right? Yeah. That's maybe that's one of my favorite shows on like that was around TV only lasted five seasons, but one of the, one of the guys in the show was an NFL player who retired just to literally do esports, And so it's not, you know, it's not like it's a, brand new concept or anything it's obviously something that happened you know in a tv show it's something that you know guys are getting a lot more into esports nowadays it's growing like uh boston scott is the first professional athlete to also have a, an esports deal as well for rocket league so like it, it could you know it, it could be like fathomable but it just it just still seems very weird and unlikely to me yeah I and agree. i just don't know if he decides to go this route how big he can get with madden if that's going to be the game he chooses to yeah you know, stay in just because Madden streamers aren't the biggest. Uh, I know there's some out there who, you know, have a million followers on YouTube and everything, but uh, Madden isn't as big as your Fortnites, your Call of Duties and War Zones and all that. And I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Nick Merckx, he makes 65000 a month um, just on uh, Twitch subscriptions. So with you know, add revenue and everything. He gets more than that. So yeah. you tend to make more off of your um, sponsorships and promotions than you do off of your like subscription services and stuff. So. Right. So it could be a, a credible amount of money, but Nick Merckx is higher than the likes of Tim, the Tatman, higher than Ninja, higher than Dr. Lupo. And uh, it's still not sniffing what Marquise Brown is making in the NFL. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Marquise Brown, he's only 24 years old. Uh, at the end of this season, and he put up a thousand yards, six touchdowns, his first time putting up a thousand yards, and that was with a year where Lamar Jackson struggled. So, 
interesting rumor to definitely take a look at, but I, I think it'd be silly if he decided to yeah. forfeit it, his career this early yeah. on. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's now get into the bad news. Mm. And that's the the old Super Bowl. Uh 23 to 20, the LA Rams took it. Uh hey. interesting game. Good teams win. Better teams cover. Great teams cover. Great teams cover. There you go. Yes, sir. Bengals cover four and a half. Let's go. Great team. Oh, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys thought of the game. Uh you guys can, you know. Talk about what happened in the game, what your thoughts were around the game. You can talk about the halftime show, whatever you want to say. Um, I'm going to leave my comments towards the end of this specific discussion. So feel free, whoever wants to go first. I will. Um, I feel like other than the big plays that happened, like, you know, the big plays are at the second half or the, you know, um, like the, the like the face mask, like play that went uncalled, like, like and at the end of the game, like there's, you know, like five or six big plays. Other than that, it just... I don't know. It was just a football game. It was kind of a disappointing end to a very great playoff stretch, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if the Bengals would have won, it would have been more of a fun party over here because you'd have been going crazy. So yeah. it would have been a better environment. I'd probably hold the game in higher regard, but because you just sat there all silently and it was just, you know, depressing in the basement, it maybe brought the mood down a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, I've definitely seen better, better football games. Um, you know, there was plenty of better football games this year. It, really? If it wasn't for the Rams trying to just run the ball nonstop with Cam Akers when it oh. clearly was not getting done, it could have been a much better game. If they would have, if, if each team could have thrown the ball fifty times, like just just do that, that would have been a great game. It would have been awesome. But instead, you gotta run the ball with Cam Akers for eighteen times for like negative six yards, like and just just make it hard to watch. Like why? Yeah, I I said on the on the Super Bowl uh, preview podcast that I was really conflicted on who do I want to root for. Um, and kind of on, on Sunday before the game, the thought kind of went through my head, like thinking through these teams, like, okay, yeah, Stafford was our guy. He was our quarterback and I love the guy, but like outside of him on that team, I really just don't care about anybody else. Uh, and, and I actively was not a fan of a lot of guys on that team. Um, but when I went, looked at the Bengals, I thought, you know, there's no real standout guy here that I have a connection to, but I like a lot of the guys on here and I like the culture that they have. Um, so I decided that I would root for the Bengals and it wasn't difficult for me to, um, kind of get invested in them throughout the game. Um, and I, I, I really, really loved watching the game. And I thought that it was um, going really well. Um, obviously, there was that missed face mask OPI on T. Higgins. Um, and so I think that that was one thing where it was like, I don't know. Yeah, the Bengals got away with one. But I was glad that the refs were kind of just letting them play to a degree. That was a miss. But other than that, I felt like um, they let the game play out. Until the end. Exactly. Until the very end. And then they decided to get involved on the, I think it was Logan Wilson mm-hmm. on that just defensive holding. Like what? There was nothing there. It was a graze and it was like. He was holding his energy back. That was the problem. Mm, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the refs, like I'm not really liking the, 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 the vibes here. The cosmetic energy is yeah. off. I got a call penalty. Yeah. It was, I think it happened on third down. Which yeah, it was third it and goal all, from the eight. Yeah, yeah, automatic first down. And at that point, it's like, 
you have got to be joking. That is a huge call that you cannot make. And then to see the Bengals come out on that final drive and on third and fourth down, you have Samaje out there instead of Joe Mixon. And I get that on fourth down, you're trying to mess with the with the formation and try and get the Rams to think that you're going to pass or try and get them to think that you're going to do something that you're not. But in the most critical point of the game where the Super Bowl is on the line, you don't have your best running back out there. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that. It, that was the most frustrating thing for me, at least in that game was that how do you, how do you do that? And, um, it definitely was really upsetting, um, because I was really, really wanting the Bengals to win. Um, but it was nice seeing Stafford get the Lombardi. Um, but not as nice as I thought it was going to be because at the end of the day, it's not us, you know, it's him over there after he's gone, you know, there's no love for Detroit, you know? So it's cool that our quarterback who was our quarterback at one time got himself a Super Bowl and is now being talked about in those top tier of quarterbacks. But it's like, we're still over here. And, you know, there's no guarantee that he ever mentions the Lions again because it's like, you know, I, I get that they, they love the fans. Um, but, you know, I know I mentioned in, uh, I think I mentioned, I, I might not have been during the podcast, but I know that I mentioned in the Super Bowl preview, like, oh, you, you think that Stafford would, when he retires, you think he would come back to the Lions and sign a day one or a, a, a one day contract to retire a Lion. And honestly, I feel like he's not going to do that. I, I just honestly, I don't think he, they super care about. You want to put money on that? I guarantee I might, you he will. I might. I might. Oh, oh boy, guarantee Chase is betting will. again. It, it really, it really, it really depends on how long he stays uh, with the Rams and with how how mm-hmm. long he continues to play in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the only way he doesn't is if he wins like three three Super Bowls with the Rams. Like it's not it could be something like that where he's just like going to be remembered as a Rams player, not a Lions player. Yeah. I think already, it does help that the yeah. that Lions fans outpour a lot of support for him. And what in the world did you guys see the ratings for the Super Bowl? I that saw the number one, the number one team, Cincinnati. The number one market was Cincinnati. The number two was Detroit. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that LA wasn't in the top ten. I didn't expect LA to be in the top ten. No. LA fans don't care about no, that team. No, they they don't. That like for fans at the game, it was Bengals fans, and then people Rich who people. had enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah, that's that's all it was. So like that, those market numbers really don't surprise me. Uh, also, I thought it was funny because you said. If he's going to be remembered as a Ram, then he probably won't. When I don't remember what I was watching, I think it was just like a NBC like opening, you know, football show or whatever. But someone said that this is going to be a fun Super Bowl because fans around the world are going to be introduced to two new quarterbacks, one that is very young, and the other who was hidden away in a bad market of Detroit. Not a bad market, yeah. a bad team. So uh, bad team. I, I'm just thinking, oh, two new quarterbacks. That's interesting. Stupid. Um, what, a, what a stupid idiot. Also, I have to say, I I am happy that Graham said, hey, this isn't a Lions Super Bowl. Because I've seen some people say that, especially the the one drunk guy on TikTok that always wears Lions stuff and 
It's funny. He's like, yeah, Lions Super Bowl. I'm like, no, dude. You know, I got to say, if I, if any listening bought a Detroit Rams shirt, oh, oh my no. god, you're a joke. Oh, no. And, you're a and, joke. And that guy that um, went super crazy when the Rams beat the Niners in the NFC Championship, and then he got, oh, no, wait, no, he got a ticket to that game. Right. Um, you know. No, he got tickets to the Super Bowl, I thought. I don't think so. No, he he went to the NFC Championship. I don't know what you guys talking about. So. There, there it was, was a, that the video of the, of the Stafford fan who was just going nuts for him to clock the ball. Remember? Yeah, oh. on TikTok. Yeah, and he got he got tickets to the to the NFC Championship game. Like, good on him. But I also saw that he tweeted out after the Super Bowl, like, "I'm so happy, I'm crying," and I was like, "That's not your team, though." Like, I get that it's Stafford and go Stafford, but it's not it's not our team. It's just not. Yeah, like like we're we're gonna have um this. Talk about a little bit on Bolts broadcast later, but like Claude Giroux is, you know, captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, and this guy's been in Philly for a long time, had little success, and is talking about how he wants to the chance that he's gonna get traded this year and he wants to go to Colorado to try to win a championship. And if he goes to Colorado and wins a championship, I don't care if I'm the biggest Claude Giroux fan in the world, I'm not gonna like cry about it. Like mm. like good for you, dude. You want you want a championship on a team and you work hard and you deserved it. Like like great. Like it I, I couldn't imagine crying that much over a player that I have no legitimate relation to. Mm. Right. A little weird. Uh, all right, is it my turn? Go for it. Yeah, please. Uh, first of all, I, I'm going to put a poll out on our Twitter at WNP Sports Pod and ask you what you think of the Super Bowl. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Um, because I will tell you, if your favorite team hasn't been in a Super Bowl, it, it's a weird feeling. Like, I did not feel like it was a, a Super Bowl. Like, I was just so invested. I don't even remember half of the, the game. I'll be honest. Be aware that a lot of the listeners here are Detroit Lions fans, so their team has not been in a Super Bowl. So they won't know, like, the no. different experience. And me, I'm a very stressful person when it comes to my Bengals. They've broken my heart so many times that, uh, you know, I, I've always got a fear in my heart. So this game was very stressful for me. Um, I am not a person that likes to go after the refs. I know multiple times in the show we've talked about it, how fans are pissed about, you know, refereeing and everything. So I will talk about them, but after. I want to say there is three main reasons that the Cincinnati Bengals lost this game. One, the offensive line. Two, Joe Burrow's play. It simply was not good enough. And three, Zach Taylor, uh, some of his play calling and the personnel of Samaj P. Ryan being on the field in the two most important plays of franchise history over Joe Mixon. I think that's an absolute joke. So the offensive line started really well. Uh, only one sack in the first half. Gave up seven or six in the second half. I think seven total. Uh, so really not good. They crumbled at the end when it could have been a game-winning touchdown to Jamar Chase on fourth and one, but Joe Burrow gets sacked. And I have to say, how funny is the cycle of life? Uh, I know you guys will remember the meme, but going into the draft, there was the meme of Joe Burrow with Penny Sewell blocking will be able to pass the ball to anybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow with just anybody will not be able to complete the pass to Jamar Chase, even if he's wide open. Um, well, throughout the whole season, it was looking like that meme was wrong, you know? Jamar Chase doing great. Joe Burrow doing great. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow was getting hit a lot, but we were still getting the wins. Well, now our season ends with that same exact image yeah. of Burrow on the ground, Jamar Chase wide open, Tyree Kill, or not Tyree Kill, excuse me, Jalen Ramsey had fallen 
it's, and Jamar Chase could have had a, a touchdown. It's literally like finding an ancient Egyptian hi- like a higher hieroglyph. Thank you. Why can I say <laughs> that right. word? Wow. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's like finding a hieroglyphics in a, in a you know Egyptian pyramid, and it, you just you see that just on the wall, just just t- just telling the future. Like yeah, like it, it, it's it's really funny. That's what it came down to, honestly. And absolutely, Jamar Chase still should have been the pick, but it just. The cycle of uh, of life and the cycle of these things, it it was kind of sad that that's the way it ended with that exact uh, you know image of Burrow on the ground, Jamar Chase wide open, um, Zach Taylor, like I said, putting Samaje Piran out there in the two most important plays of franchise history. I think that's terrible. Uh, a lot of times he would run the ball on situations where he probably shouldn't have, uh, be a little bit more aggressive. However, I do have to give him props. We saw the trick play. Where Joe Mixon threw a passing touchdown to T. Higgins. That yeah, way was, to screw my bet over. Yeah, screwed your, <laughs> screwed your bet over. But there was two trick plays in the game. The Bengals hit theirs. The Rams did not. So, and the Rams went the classic Philly special with Cooper Cup trying to throw it to Stafford. Uh, that didn't work though. So, um, do give props to him there. But we got to be more aggressive. We got to go take that win. It didn't seem like he was going after the win because our offense got extremely stagnant after the T. Higgins big play. And then when it came to Joe Burrow, there was just a couple of passes where he missed. I know there was one where Jamar Chase was coming on a on a curl route and he just threw it into the ground, like about two uh, feet in front of him. Yeah. There was just a couple of plays where I think Joe Burrow could have done more. He wasn't the best tonight or on the Super Bowl night, and he even admitted that. He said, I need to be better. But I think Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think overall, like, I, I'm still extremely happy to have Joe Burrow, and it's hard to play in front of an offensive line that's so brutal. But all yeah. three of those things led to the team losing, Yeah, if, in my opinion. If, if you're trying to blame Joe Burrow for that loss, then you're just flat out wrong because he, he didn't play bad enough to make them lose. He just didn't necessarily elevate them to make them win right those are my three big yeah. factors so, on why we did lose yeah so yeah so don't so don't make so i don't want anybody making out like joe Burrow played like garbage and all oh, he's the reason the Bengals lost because that's just not true the yeah, real no. reason no i know you're not i'm just saying for for people out i was there. just gonna say he had a he had a good stat line had a touchdown didn't throw any interceptions yeah. so yeah the real reason they lost is because they still use the b as a logo and haven't switched that tiger yet <laughs> i hate cool. the b logo I like so much won, yeah. it's, it, i genuinely think it might be the, my least favorite logo in the nfl yeah there's a uh, oh, what's worse? Have you seen the Commanders logo? Okay, uh, they, okay, they 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 both share the thirty one spot. They, they're tied for thirty one. Have you seen the Rams logo? That one's Be- better, better than the Bengals. Oh, I hate the Rams and logo. Then that takes a lot for me to say. I, I love their the old one. Their old one was great. Yeah, old one was perfectly fine. They switched to this, and it's yuck. But then you realize, oh, the Bengals just used the letter B. Have you seen the Lions logo? It's great. Great logo. <laughs> Fantastic logo. Yeah, yeah, I. <sighs> Man, I I didn't I didn't want to like talk about it during the soup at the end. Oh boy! Because like it was just I I didn't want to make you upset. But like when you're looking at the Super Bowl, this team has the roster, they have the talent, they have the resources to get better. They are a Super Bowl team, but the thing about the NFL is the Super Bowl is so hard to get to. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I were to say, will Joe Burrow win a Super Bowl? I would say yes. Will the Bengals win a Super Bowl? I would say yes. But it's so hard to just say that because honestly, I think there were a lot 
there were teams better than the Bengals in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, they lost. Um, so I, I want the Bengals to get back. I'll root for the Bengals to get back. But just saying that, oh, they'll get back to one, it's not that easy because the Super Bowl is such a hard game to even get to, let alone win. Right. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that the end of the night sucked ass because <laughs> – I so badly wanted all of us to be drinking champagne, smoking cigars, having a great time. And I even thought about it while I was showering the day of and was thinking that there's going to be two different outcomes here. Either we're all so happy and celebrating. Um, even if someone was rooting for the Rams, I'm sure Ethan would probably still have a good time right. with everyone. Um, or it played out like it did yeah. where – like it was just kind of John left immediately, yeah, and then Graham and Ethan were gone maybe five minutes later, and you were gone maybe ninety seconds later. Yeah, so yeah. you asked if I was getting on Xbox. I said, yeah, probably. Never did. Nope. So <laughs> it was Don't just it, it was tough. Um, but I did want to go to talk about the ref stuff now. Obviously, like I said, the Bengals had three main reasons why they faltered. It is not completely the ref's fault or anything like that. The Bengals could have been better and could have won this game. But I do want to talk about refereeing as a whole. The missed face mask for T. Higgins, terrible. How do you miss that? Secondly, uh, on the Bengals' last play, fourth and one, it looked like Aaron Donald lined up offsides. They missed the call on Logan Wilson, or they made the fake call, I should say, on Logan Wilson. And they did miss a call on that play, too. Yes, they did, because there was a false start on the same play by the Rams. By the whole offensive line. Except for the center. Yes. So it was just, I feel like this year and this game kind of epitomized where refereeing is right now, officiating is right now for the NFL. Like, it's been bad this year. The taunting calls, maybe the stupidest rule in the NFL. Like, I just feel like overall, officiating is at its lowest point. It's a problem I complain about a lot um, in lower levels of sports, like like the level of sports that I work in. I think it's really bad. The, uh, officials think that there's three teams out there. I think there's the home team, the away team, then the officiating team, when that's just not the case. There's two teams out there, and then there's a set of officials to make sure the game stays in check. That's all it is. They're mm-hmm. not competing against anybody. They're, they're not winning anything. They're not losing anything. They're there to do a job, keep the game in order, keep the game in check, and just keep the game as in the rules as possible. And... It it feels like a lot of times, you know, like, I know that they're just following the rules with this with the taunting penalties. Like, I don't know how the NFL wants to penalize, but still, some of the stuff that was being called was was just over the top, and it oh, just yeah. really want really wanted to prove a point and and just be a part of the game when it really like you, you want to hear and see the referees as little as possible. Like the officials, like that. That's when mm-hmm. you know that that they're doing a proper job. They're calling the things they need to. And they're not calling anything they're not supposed to. Like, just just as minimal as possible. Then you know they're doing a good job. Absolutely. I love what you said that the referees are there to keep the game in check. The game is playing out, and they're just watching, making sure that nothing, like, really steps out of the rules. And I think that if it's not an obvious thing, like the T Higgins OPI, that was an obvious thing. How do you miss that? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Logan Wilson defensive holding was not obvious at all because it wasn't there. And it's like there's so many games this year that I feel like had such a heavy negative referee interference in them. And and it, it something's ha- I, I, something has to be done. Something has to be done because 
you can't have games that are shifted by refs mm -hmm. like wrongly. Like if T Higgins was called on OPI and that changes the game. Okay. Well, that was, that was, you know, that was the right call. It was, it was an earned penalty. Yeah. Right. But if, if they're making these stupid calls and that's changing the outcome of the game or they're missing things that are so blatantly obvious, like what, what, what are you doing? Like mm. it felt like there were two different, they were flip-flopping between, okay, we're just going to let this game play out and, oh, you know what? Actually, I kind of want to get involved. And it's like, can we have some consistency at least? Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like you have to call a game the same way for all 60 minutes. Plus, if it goes into overtime. You set a standard, you got to follow a standard. Exactly. And uh, the officiating crews are human. They're going to miss calls. We get that. But don't go 58 minutes of not calling anything to then calling. I think there was like three or four calls in the last two minutes. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's really annoying. And I know a lot of people have come out and talked about it on both sides, about how officiating just wasn't good enough. Um, Devontae Campbell, a linebacker for the Green Bay Packers, just want to say what he said real quick. I'm going to say this, and I don't care what anybody thinks. That was not pass interference against Logan Wilson on the goal line. That was a great play against a really good football player. But for some reason, people automatically assume that a linebacker versus a wide receiver is an automatic mismatch. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. We as defensive players have the right to make plays on the ball, and Wilson made a great play that was stolen away from him on an absolutely atrocious penalty. He never once held or tugged him. He was using his five yards to reroute him, which we are allowed to do. The ball was thrown slightly behind, and Wilson made a great play, point-blank period. That was the biggest play in the entire game last night, and I firmly believe that if they don't make that terrible call, the Bengals win the Super Bowl. So those were his opinions. Urinating Tree, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work. He's a YouTuber. He's actually a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and he even came to the defense in a, I think it was about a three-minute video on YouTube calling the Super Bowl ref ball because the refs were the ones that determined the outcome. So uh, just a lot of unfortunate uh, opinions when it comes to officiating, and I think uh, something has to be mentioned about it uh, soon. I would hope, or before the season at least, yeah, to try to get some more consistency around it. Absolutely. All right, well, those were our opinions on the Super Bowl. Again, go vote in that poll. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? But we're going to go into a quick season review, look back at some of our takes, and see what we thought. So uh, let's start with just our hot takes. Graham, your first hot take was that Josh Allen was going to win the MVP and Super Bowl 56. Chase, you were on board. I said, no, Josh Allen's probably going to have regression, um, which – it wasn't like huge regression. I, I wouldn't call that regression. But it was I a would, little bit of regression. It's, it's not regression. You have ups and downs in your career. So you have like deviance, but it's not regression. Yeah, it was it's kind of big, regression. There's a big difference between deviance and regression. He went from, I, I think, 35 touchdowns and 10 picks to 34 touchdowns and 15 picks. Yeah, that's... that's regression. No, no. Nailed it. I think, I think this year he confirmed to us that that step last year was a solid step in his career. Mm -hmm. And... I think he cemented himself in that top tier of quarterbacks. Um, so, you know, he didn't win MVP and the Bills didn't win Super Bowl 56. Um, in a slightly different world, I could see the Bills going to the Super Bowl and winning it. Um, but uh, I think that the, you know, the thought behind it 
rings somewhat true in that the Bills were a very, very good team and Josh Allen played very, very well. I have to say our hot takes are kind of – I'm like, are they even that hot? They didn't really seem that hot. So <laughs> Looking back on them, you mean? Yeah. yeah. So, Chase – I'm looking mine right mine now. Mine were kind of – Hot. <laughs> One of your hot takes was you said that Cliff Kingsbury gets a can after the Cards miss the playoffs. Uh, Graham, you said you agree. I said that just give them an extra year, especially if they're competitive in the toughest division. So they played well. They did make the playoffs. You didn't get fired. They played well until they didn't until, play yeah, well anymore. Yeah. Right. Part of the end. Again. Until they played against the Detroit Lions, who figured them out. Yeah, literally. When they just <laughs> fell apart. And then they got they got beat by the Detroit Rams, too. So. Oof. <laughs> um, uh, my my hot take. One of my hot takes was that Justin Fields would finish with more wins than Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence combined. Uh, that did not happen. Fields only had two, while the others combined for five. Mm. Chase said no because Huge the Jags difference. and the Jets would. Com- <laughs> yeah, Chase says no because the Jags and the Jets would combine for eleven total wins. Graham That's agreed close. with the eleven win mark. That was close. Mike and Alec think it's crazy. Jets and Jags combined for <laughs> eight wins. Um, max, and they actually combined for seven wins, max. So, oh, well, isn't that swell? Look, look at me and Alec <laughs> being so smart. Uh, let's go over another Graham one. He said Jimmy G was going to lead another team to the playoffs, <laughs> not being the 49ers. You and I both said he let his own happening. team. Yeah. He let his own team to the playoffs. <laughs> he did. Um, Chase, you or actually he... got one right. Yeah, I know I did. I'm smart. Uh, you said that five rookies would lead their team in receiving yards. The actual was. Six. Ooh. You had Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah nice. Moore, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, and Kyle Pitts. That's something. Never do. That yep. is something. Graham said he could see it happening. I said it was unlikely. Um, I did put in that Calvin Ridley would easily beat Kyle Pitts. Uh, um, I, I saw the future. If, if anyone was watching the NFL this year, Calvin Ridley did not do that. No, so. he did not. Um, another one. Mike says comeback player of the year won't be a quarterback, but rather Nick Bosa. Chase and Graham say it'll probably be a quarterback, but he think it's but they think it's possible. That was a good take. I think Nick Bosa outside of the quarterbacks was the number one. Yeah. So definitely. Uh, Graham's. Ooh, this is a good one. You're gonna like this one. <laughs> Graham says that Drew Locke <laughs> takes a Josh Allen like <laughs> jump, beating out the Chargers for second in the AFC West. Ooh. Chase says absolutely not. <laughs> Mike says not likely for a less talented Jay Cutler. <laughs> I was wrong. He's he barely so touched bad. the field. He's he barely so touched bad the field. Football. Yeah. I don't know what you have ever saw him. I saw nothing. He should have <laughs> touched the field more because Teddy was. Teddy yeah. wasn't good, and Drew Locke still didn't play over him. Hey, well, <laughs> we'll get to some stuff that you said. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm firmly off the Drew Locke train, just by the way. Good. good. Glad. Yeah, I'm happy to hear By it. the way, I gave that a one. So don't, nice. like, let's not act like I thought that was going that to That was happen. by far my hottest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase says defensive player gets top three in MVP voting. Uh, specifically says he would see Chase Young doing it. Um, you didn't put that in your actual hot take, but that was your preference. Graham, you liked it. Uh, I said very possible, but I prefer Aaron Donald for that. Uh, no MVP votes went to any defensive players. It was Rogers, Brady and cup. TJ Watt or Micah Parsons, maybe both deserved like consideration though. Mm -hmm. So consideration. Yeah. But when it comes down to the votes, it's tough to actually get. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I remember this one was my hottest one. It was a four-parter. 
Mike cool. says that Matt Rule finishes top three for coach of the year. Strike one. Darnold takes a big jump, and the Panthers' Strike two. offense and defense will both be top 15. Strike four. Uh, the defense was two. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. They were. They, they finished that high. I know they started strong. They still finished that high. Yeah. When wow. it came to yards per play. Uh, okay. Or yards well, where's per the game. Offense at? Yeah. Where's the offense at? 30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they average out to like, what, you know? They, they average yeah. out to about 15 and a half, yeah. 16. Yeah. They average out. They're close. The average so close. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect Sam Darnold to be that bad. And you guys didn't either, actually, because we were talking about Sam Darnold on a couple of different shows, mm-hmm. including the uh, South show, South mm-hmm. Division show, yeah. in which we all said, we think that uh, Darnold could take that next step. Yeah, I thought Sam um, He did at good. first. I, yeah, he, he was looking really good. And I, then I have here, Chase says next season he could see it, but this year is a stretch. Graham says he could see it and is very confident Darnold could turn his career around in Carolina. So, yeah. he was looking good. Yeah, but he turned his career around and turned it right back yeah, around again. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, I want to talk about some other little notes I have when it came to our divisional shows. And then we can go over rankings if we want to, or just talk about the bad ones that we had. But did, did we only do three hot takes? Um, we did in the NFL. I didn't look at the fantasy ones. I think okay. we had like a backup. Cause, or yeah, because because I highlighted four of them. I was wondering the other one I I'd highlighted was seven rookie QBs would start a game this year, and they did. Nice. Oh, yeah. there you go. Um, so going over to the West, no East divisions. This was a show with you, John Dahl, and I. Um. We all said that Ryan Fitzpatrick was better than Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones. What are your thoughts on that? Well, if he would have been agree. able to play, he would have been. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as a pass. Jalen Hurts is a terrible passer, and Daniel whoa, Jones is just bad hey. at football. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. It, it's In terms of actual value on the field, it's it's definitely not true anymore. Yeah. Jalen Hurts anymore. has the most value of those three yeah, on yeah, the field. Yeah but I still think he's a terrible quarterback. Yeah. Um, the hottest take out of the South was that you said the Jags would be 6-11, and 11, and you said that you could possibly see them getting to eight wins. That was probably the hottest out of the South. Well, I thought Trevor Lawrence was good at football. That's a good point. And I, I knew Ermeyer wasn't going to be great, but I didn't think he was going to be all-time bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that just didn't work out. No. How about this one? It's uh, about the Super Bowl champs. Uh, my cousin Derek came on for it. He said he doesn't see much of an upgrade from Goff going to Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't see much of an upgrade. Let's look I, at both I, of their teams. I, rem- I remember that one. Yeah. That's no, funny. That, that was too funny. We, we even put that as part of the intro because we used to do the intros oh. where we would have clips of the show. So that was yeah. part of the intro, him saying he doesn't see much of an upgrade. Um, how about this one? Both... Grant, this is going to the north. Uh, both Graham and Chase say that Baker Mayfield can win a Super Bowl with the roster the Browns currently have. Uh, obviously, I was not on that train. Uh, we all know that I am not a Baker Mayfield fan, but apparently, you guys, you guys were. It's still a good enough roster. Just too bad Baker actually somehow just got he significantly just worse. worse. Yeah, it's like, it's like significantly worse. Yeah. Too many commercials. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he needs to cut it out. I had him going twelve and five. Mm-hmm. I had him going twelve and five. Yikes! Yikes. Yeah, my I think I think actually my AFC standings were exactly flipped. Yeah, like I had the Bengals last, Steelers second to last. Chase Went had up. the Steelers going five and twelve. I 
I have him here at six and eleven. Oh, okay. Well, when I listen to the video, that's what you said. But okay. six and eleven. Maybe, maybe I made a last minute tweak somewhere. Uh, I don't know what you have in there for the Bengals, but nine and eight. So what I have written down for you saying about the Bengals, you had them nine and eight, almost predicted ten and seven, which is what they finished. <sighs> so close. I, I flip flopped one of the Ravens games last minute, is what I did. Yes, you did. But you said they're still a long way away from competing, and the defense still has a lot of work to do, which. They were in the Super Bowl, and I would say the defense was probably the best part of their Super Bowl run. Yeah, yeah, but also I I don't know if that de- it's I, I, not even just the Bengals defense. All defense in the NFL, it's very rare that they repeat like high level play like back to back years. There's this bound to be regression, so mm-hmm. you know the, they probably just caught really hot streaks and caught all the right breaks this year. So realistically, they they can't be content. They need to add pieces still. Right. How about this one? This isn't from anyone that was actually on the show, but it was one that all three of us bashed, hmm. and I I think rightfully so. Chris and Johnny both said that the Vikings would have a top 10 defense. All of us said, no, not going to happen. I said that I wouldn't be shocked if it's top half, but top 10, way too rich. They finished 30th. Yeah, yeah. It's because they, they thought, okay, it was just a down year. You know, Mike Zimmer's a great defensive coach uh, because in 2020 season, their defense was really bad as well. And so they were like, you know, oh, yeah, they're going to come back. Mike Zimmer, he's going to get them back to where they need to be. No, they were terrible. Mike Zimmer got fired. I, I don't understand why, why. I still, at the time I said this, I don't understand why they thought that. Their defense was bad. Didn't add any pieces. Literally lost yeah. starting pieces. Yeah, they how are lost. They, how are they going to improve? Mike Zimmer's not Bill Belichick. He can't just make any random pieces work together. Like, they, they were, were clearly going to be terrible. And shocker, they were terrible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I have for written down, like some of our statements. When you guys are looking at your records, is there anything uh, that you briefly want to point out that you are either super wrong about or spot on? Um, the Seahawks is a killer, I think, for all of us, right? Yep, I had the Seahawks uh, 11 I don't know where, and 6. I can't remember where I had okay. the Seahawks. So that, that one hurt. Um, other than that, I expected Washington to win their division, but then think things were going to go that south of that defense. The defense yeah, the, showed so much promise. That is one that I know that we were all wrong on was Washington because we all thought this defense was going to come in and be elite, and mm. they weren't. Uh, Derek, what did he predict? The Broncos had like 11-6 and six or something like that? I don't remember, actually. But it was something really asinine. I know he had them third uh, above the Raiders, but... It was it was something that like they should not have not have been rejected at if if I remember correctly. But either way, um, Broncos suck. Also for you and I, the Eagles. I had them at three and fourteen. I think you had them at like five and twelve or something. Mm. I had the Eagles at four and thirteen. So wrong about that as they went on to make the playoffs. My, Fal- um, my Falcons were the Falcons go four and thirteen exactly. No, they went seven and ten. No, they didn't. That's a lie. They went seven and ten. That's a lie. I know, right? That feels it, like they were, like it. That feels like the most four win team in NFL history. They right? were the worst seven win team of all time. I yeah, think. yeah. That wow. I was supposed to say I got the Falcons right. Clearly not. Yeah. What did the Saints finish? Uh, nine and eight. How? Where, where do they get nine wins from? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I did. I did have them at nine wins. So. <laughs> it was seven and ten. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, that division was weird, dude. That was a weird division, and. Yeah. I had the uh, Panthers at six and eleven. I think they went five and twelve. So I think you didn't you say they went five and twelve? The Panthers? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, you got oh. one. Um, nice. 
And then you guys don't have the Green Bay predictions with Aaron Rodgers. No, I no. had them. I had them eight nine without Aaron Rodgers. I had them five and twelve without Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> nice, because I despised them. I had eleven and six with Aaron Rodgers. A um, little bit better than that. But. I, yeah, I probably would have added three to four wins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, other than that, like it was pretty good. I think a majority of the teams that I had uh, making playoffs did make the playoffs. Um, the only differences for the AFC for me is I had Cleveland and Miami in when it was actually Cincinnati and Tennessee. And then uh, when I look at the NFC side, I had Washington, which they did not make. And I had all four teams in the NFC West making it, which didn't happen. Dang. I, I ignored everything you said because I was looking at my fancy hot takes. I was a fancy genius this year. Were you? He said the yeah, Mike right, Williams yeah. won. I had Mike Williams. James Robinson outscoring Travis Etienne. <laughs> okay. I had James, James, James Conner outscore Chase Edmonds. He ended up doing that. They both um, stink, though. I mean, they both still finish as, as RB2s. Both Pat Fryermuth outscoring every second-year tight end. He did. Well, that one wasn't even a hot take. I remember on the show, we were like, who's he going to beat out? Cole Komet? Yeah. <laughs> but then Najee Harris, the top six RB, despite inefficient numbers. Did he finish as, like, number six in the year? He didn't have great yards per carry. No, he was incredibly efficient. No. Um, after that. Through the air. The Rams, four top, top top 12 players in respect to their positions. Rams did? Yeah, that Staff- part I actually don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. Stafford, Cobb. I forgot Robert Woods disappeared because he lost an ACL. Yeah. So yeah they had three. Outside of those. So they, yeah. they had three. They did? Stafford, Cobb, and who? Yeah, it was um, Higby. Oh. Was he top 12? Yeah. There's no way he wasn't. If you were a tight end and you saw fifty percent of snaps, you were you were top. What, what 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 format are we looking? PPR? Yeah, absolutely. To give you a little love. My other one was Josh Jacobs, Kenny Drake is top twenty for running backs. That one didn't happen, but it was kind of close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the Lions three and um, fourteen, which they went three thirteen and one, so yeah, pretty spot on. I remember actually on the episode I said maybe we need to make Chase the new Lions enthusiast because he had him at six wins. Um, and Graham was lower on them this year. So, well, in all fairness, the way they played, they should have probably had six wins. They played great in some That's games true. and just lost, you know, heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it, it, it probably works out better this way anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. There was our season in review. I mean, I guess we can go over Super Bowl. You said Bills, Rams, Graham. I don't remember who you had. Uh, uh in in my Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. Uh, at what point in the season? Preseason. Early, yeah, preseason. Uh, I think I had it was Rams, Bills. Rams Bills. Yeah. I just went the cheap route, Bucks Chiefs. Um, however, I did get a, a hot take: uh, Patriots versus 49ers. So, but my Tyler Higby was yeah. Tyler Higby was one, two, three. Tell me thirteen. Tell me thirteen, please. Tell me fifteen. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> dang, that's 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 shocking. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, season in review, a little heartbreaking Super Bowl talk, but we're going to be back next week with some fun stuff. Would you say so, Chase? I would say so. Um, I think that we're going to start our prospect preview next week. Um, I have been busy crying in my bed all week, so I haven't really even been prepared on what's going to happen with WNP. So uh, I assume that will be our next step, go into our prospect previews, do some mock drafts, everything like that. So hope you're excited for that because I am. I know for the past two weeks I've been wanting to do prospect stuff, but I just (laughs) couldn't get to it because I was too busy worrying about my Cincinnati Bengals. But 
It's going to do it for the show. We want to thank you so much for coming out and giving us a listen. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with what we do and vote in our poll about the Super Bowl, make sure to head over to Twitter and follow us at WNP Sports Pod. That's, again, on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. We also have a Facebook, Instagram, uh, and TikTok. Those links will be down in the description as well as the Twitter. If you are on YouTube, if you could please give us a like, comment, subscribe. We would really appreciate that. Hit the bell to turn on notifications. And hell, let us know what you thought about the Super Bowl in the comments too if you're listening on YouTube. That'd be great. If you're listening on a podcast platform, if you could please give us a five-star rating and a follow, we would really appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for coming out. And as always, we're not professionals. Woo! <laughs>